0: What is going on, everybody? Welcome to our second episode of Buddies Talking Tuddies. I'm Rodney. With me is Brandon. So, hey to everybody, my man. Hey, how's everybody doing? And man, we got a lot of stuff to talk about. Just as a quick heads up, if you guys are looking to get to the podcast a whole lot easier for Armchair Generals every week, We're recording these things most Tuesday nights. Try to post them by Wednesday night at the latest. Definitely before game days on Thursday. Uh, but you can go to Spotify, search Buddies Talking Tutties, and you can find us right there. It'll take you straight to it, so there's no questions around that. So excited that you guys are on board with the podcast. We've got some major stuff coming up as the season goes on. We'll get to some of that later on. But we're going to jump right into stuff this week. Before we do recaps or anything like that, man, there's a pretty good trade that went down this week, Brandon. I don't know if you realize it or not, but, man, we wanted to stop just for a second, talk about the trade, because the trade – it preceded any of the games that happened. I wanted to get your opinion. I've already talked with both league managers uh, and gotten their their mindset behind what they were thinking and all that stuff before the trade went down. But in case you guys missed it, I had a trade between the Wolfpack of Jason Burton and Run-CMC of Josh Sweat. Brandon, can you tell them what the trade was?
1: Yeah, so it was Run-CMC acquired DK Metcalf and Travis Etienne Jr., um and Las Vegas Wolfpack acquired Brandon Ayuk and Miles Sanders. The crazy part about it was, Rodney, is that it actually kinda went under the radar. Like it was like hush hush. And like it's like boom, done. And I was like, what in the world? So
0: Yeah. Man. So um on paper it was it was two bench players for two bench players. So on a blockbuster level, I wouldn't really call it that. Uh, but long-term ramifications uh, could be pretty significant because, you know, we come into the season and Travis Etienne is a keeper for Jason. Yeah, Steve, that's what right? I was thinking. Yeah. Right. So that makes a big difference. But he comes out week one and it's it's fairly obvious that James Robinson is still a thing. So, yeah. you know, heading into week two, Jason has that in the back of his head maybe e t n won't be the guy that he needs him to be this year, so I talked with Josh about it, and uh you know he gave me a little bit of feedback about what he was thinking as far as that trade is concerned and uh he he basically just said listen my my mindset was all about long term upside. Sanders looked great last week, but you know in week one that is but e t n he could be a keeper long term." I already have a good stable of running backs, he said, so I don't need the immediate production that Sanders is going to provide. And I'm hoping by the end of the regular season and playoff time, ETN can be a starter and a keeper going into 2023. And, you know, DK has a horrible quarterback situation. But, you know, if they can figure that out and he can even be serviceable, he's got the talent to be a stud. And that kind of doesn't matter either way because he's my number four wide receiver, so hopefully I'll never have to rely on him. So the logic is sound, right? Yeah. So, I flip it over, and I talked to Jason. Jason, Jason, Lord, I'm thinking ETN in my head. Jason wanted to turn ETN or Robinson into another solid wide receiver running back. Sanders, he felt, was his best option available to trade for at running back. Okay. Uh, but he really, really wanted to land Michael Thomas out, you know, from Jake's team. But he liked the short-term value of ETN for Sanders straight up right out of the gate. Oh, got but, it. Um, okay. Yeah, man. So, he, he likes Ayuk. He says he sees him on a production level as the same level as DK. But now that Jimmy G is, you know, quarterback, which just yeah, kind of G. he's back yeah, that manifested this week. Um, he thinks it's even better for him and that IU can produce potential like a top 15 wide receiver. So with those mindsets out there, um, who do you think wins that trade?
1: Man, it's toss up. I really, I really do think, uh, in my eyes, run run CMC does uh, just because of the fact that uh, Travis Etienne is only just a matter of time before I think he really gets a, a bigger share of that backfield, and um, I think he's very he's he's gonna have a lot of touches, um, and then DK, I think he's got a, a rapport with with Gino that it's going to come to light and most of the time Gino if they're in the red zone Gino looks for DK in in TD land and that's all it takes um in a standard league is a touchdown and some yards and 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 it's a solid flex, easy. um but he's he's a a high to mid um wide receiver too um and Brandon I you I just haven't gotten to the place yet to where I'm like yeah let's Let's slide him in to where he needs to go, because because um, right now I see him as a wide receiver three. And Miles Sanders, he's great. He gets the yards, but he don't get the touchdowns. So I just that's that's where I stand on, on the on the trade in my eyes. What about you? Yeah, man? I
0: think I think um, I think this trade boils down to longevity. Um, I really like Josh's angle a little bit better. Um, but I think part of it comes from, you know, you and I co-managing last year had Miles Sanders and it just didn't pan out. Uh, he, yeah, he came out swinging week one, but I wasn't really buying on Miles Sanders. I just, I just knew it was going to be an up and down year based on how they use their running backs. They're not going to commit to Sanders as a workhorse guy ever. So he's always going to have to make, you know, something happen on minimal carries and unless, you know, game script factors in some games and that, and that changes a little bit. But DK and ET, in, in my mind, um, you're thinking next season. And if you can stash them away and, and you not really give up a whole lot to get them, which is what Josh does good, um, yeah. he's going to go into this offseason. And who knows what the quarterback situation looks like in Seattle next year. But say they land a, you know a great quarterback, puts DK right back in keeper status, um etn is i think the long-term guy in jacksonville yeah james robinson can have a great season um but everybody knows it's going to be etn show eventually so i wouldn't want to really start any of these guys this year on my team barring any kind of big but i'd rather have dk and etn moving forward into the next year even flipping for draft capital uh obviously he's not going to keep them but somebody else might need someone like that and hey if their situation changes in the offseason they're big enough names, I think, to net some draft picks going into next season. And Josh seems to be good at that every year. Just, I mean, we see his starting roster is pretty solid. and I mean, it's, it's only going to help him moving forward. I don't see Sanders or Ayuk uh, being that valuable in the offseason, no matter what happens this year.
1: Yeah, I agree. I totally sure. agree.
0: That's where we're at. So, hey, that's the only trade that went down last week that I know of. Do you know of any more?
1: No, I don't know of any more. Uh, I do hear a lot of rumblings, though, uh, in the trade rumors coming out. So um, we'll we'll know more about that later on this week. I think. Um, I yep, think some people yeah, are week. wanting to
0: make some moves. Sure. Um, so let's jump into recaps. Uh, just throwing it out there. Last week we had some predictions. I went two and three on my picks, and you were three and two, and the one hey, we were. Oh. When we were disagreeing on was your game, which came down to the wire. Why don't we start there? Okay. Um, it was a slobber knocker. It wasn't the highest scoring game all week, but I think it was one of the most exciting.
1: Yeah, it was definitely exciting. Like last night, it came down to Jalen Hurts. I needed a monster game from my friend. He, he, um, I needed at least 27 points, and he came out in the first half and got me 31. So, yeah. um, He did what he was supposed to do. He's like, hey, man, you can go to sleep early tonight. You don't have to stay up late. And that's exactly what I did.
0: (laughs) Yeah, so there's no doubt about it, man. Jalen Hurts uh, resurrected your team. It looked like it was over. Um, And I remember we talked earlier in the day, and both of us just said, we're calling it right here, bold prediction. Jalen's going over 30 tonight. You're going to win this game. And little did we know he was going to do it in the first half. What was scary is, you know, he only scored three points after the half. Yeah, I know. I was about to text the the, the league in the Facebook Messenger League. I was
1: like, y'all think he's going for 60? <laughs> but I didn't, you know. If Minnesota kept it close, there might have been a shot.
0: But, um, but, yeah. Yeah, well, you did have some other contributors, um, DJ Moore, Mark Andrews, Daryl Henderson, kind of the bottom of your lineup, um, saved you. Yeah, whereas, absolutely. Whereas the guys you were counting on kind of came out flat. Yeah, really. Uh, Jamar Chase, uh,
1: surprised the shocker there against um, Dallas. And then Eckler, uh, we'll talk about him later on in the show. But, uh, yeah, so um, just, yeah, I was hurt by a couple guys. But thankfully, uh, Mandrews uh, came and did what only Mandrews can do. He, he decided to show up this week and uh, be a tight end one which is what he what he got drafted to be. So,
0: For sure. Um, I did mention for Jimmy's team, one of the big reasons I was projecting him to win last week was based on James Conner and Saquon Barkley. James Conner, as we know, leaves this game with an injury um, that doesn't seem to be serious or anything like that. Um, but Saquon was so hot in week one, and going up against Carolina, you being a Carolina boy um, – they really held him in check, which was surprising to me. Is Carolina's defense just that good, or did we kind of see Saquon come back to earth and give us sort of an expectation moving forward for him?
1: No, I actually think Carolina's defense is just that good. Because here's the thing in all reality, on the outside, who are you really throwing to for Daniel Jones? Like, I mean, his top target was Ricky, Richie James Jr. Um, which I don't even know if he's I think he's still on the waiver wire. So like um so yeah, yeah so that, that's never a good thing. No, it's never a good thing. So I think that's probably the biggest thing. They were probably like, If somebody's gonna beat us, let it be Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones actually beat the Panthers this Sunday. So um so yeah. yeah so, that that is very true. Daniel Jones yeah, did beat the Panthers. Yeah, he so. scrambled for that first down at the end of the game and kinda sealed it up. So um so yeah.
0: Well, I think it's a different story. It's obviously a different story. It was, I mean, it was a, it was a five point game. Um, you know, Connor doesn't go down. It's a different game. Saquon yeah. doesn't come out flat. But you know, fifths and butts. You know that that whole saying how that goes. So exactly, um, man. You did take you did take the uh, the win on those projections and the win for your team. So congratulations on that yeah. one. My.
1: And first win
0: as a as a manager
1: in this league, man. I was very
0: well done. First win, uh, as a league manager, not league manager, as a team manager. Team manager, yep. That has that has to be a nice, uh, nice jewel in your crown going forward in our league, man. Absolutely.
1: Hopefully, one of many more. So. And um, hey,
0: you know there was a lot of uh, fluctuation in the league this week. You know guys that really performed well last week um, some of them really didn't this week and we'll talk about those as we go through the recaps but your team it steady Eddie, man like yeah it was pretty plus steady both weeks so you're proving to be a consistent contender Yep
1: yeah, absolutely yeah I like I like this team um, there's a few few teams here that just decided to just blow it up this week
0: so um yeah. So, yeah, where well, do you want to go next? Since you mentioned the blow-up, let's go to the team that um, scored the most points, their matchup. <laughs> let's go over to Las Vegas Wolfpack, sexual Textual Se- Sexual season. And uh, this is one of them that you and I both got wrong here. We gave the win to the Wolfpack last week, and little did we know. However, I did go back and listen. We did say there's tremendous potential in Mitchell's team. Yes, there were we question did. Question marks. The Aaron Jones factor was a question mark, um, but there was we, we acknowledged there was big potential, and little did we know, all that potential was coming to the surface this week. Shoot. He went off, man. One hundred and forty nine standard points. It's insane. Uh, yeah. And just looking at his team, man. Um, one, Aaron Jones. I think he silenced the haters. <laughs> Reclaim yeah. his starting job is a no doubter at this point i mean if if green bay doesn't keep feeding this man the rock then you need to fire every coach on that team because this is an obvious need for this team they got to get aaron jones a majority of the touches and hey the result doesn't lie man i mean i know it was chicago but at the same time aaron jones is a Effective when you give him the ball. I feel like this has been the story for Aaron Jones' career. They keep, you know, free Aaron Jones. You know, Matthew Barry makes that cry. Yeah. Free Aaron Jones. And they always bottle him up. They they it seems like they limit his touches. He could handle more and they don't give it to him. But every time they give him a big workload, he produces. Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: And most of the work, this uh this team that Mitchell's got, most of the work he got, uh, this team was during pre-draft, man. It was preseason work. Uh, he got Diggs. Dude, Diggs went off. Um, he got Kelsey in the offseason. Like, I mean, he basically was like, I'm done being at the bottom of the league. I got to make moves. And he certainly made moves that are put him top in the league this week. I mean, 2-0. and He's looking good. And Stephon Diggs. Whoa, bro. Dude, did not see that coming. Um
0: yeah we said after after week one with you know as as if he wasn't already matchup proof like he's a no doubter now, right like Stefan Diggs against the Rams, put jalen Ramsey on notice man i'm f I'm the real deal, eighteen points, but man, we didn't see a thirty three point thirty two point eight point day coming out of him no. uh the, the guy shows up on a twelve reception hundred and forty eight yard three touchdown stat line of fourteen targets. Josh Allen throwing the ball often, and you know Gabe Davis not being in there certainly contributed to this inflated number. But I mean, it's certainly not the last time you could see something like this from the young yeah. man.
1: Yeah, and and Jason had consistent players. I mean, Herbert did what Herbert does, um, and then you got uh, James Robinson, which I think he's I think he's got a place to stay in Jacksonville. I mean, they're going to use him. Yeah, especially
0: it. this season. I don't know what his contract looks like. I need to look into that. I'm sure somebody else could speak in, could speak to it. But, you know, it comes off of, what was it, the torn Achilles coming into the season? Yeah. And uh, those are injuries that you never really know how the bounce back will look. But he has made it look really good. I'll give it to Jason on this end. For short-term value, flipping ETN to get someone that might produce more than Etienne like Miles Sanders this year was a smart move. Um, if you're really focused on just producing the most you can this year. Yeah, you know, yeah, winning this smart year. Smart move, Dude, knowing, yeah. you know, and going into week two, you weren't really, uh, you know, super confident that the roles wouldn't reverse and etm be more involved. But yeah. they give James Conner 20, not James Conner, James Robinson 23 carries this week against Andy. I mean, the, that, the yards per carry was low, but – Kind of was a statement like, "This is our guy."
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, I think I think he's more of their runner. Etienne might be more of their pass guy. Yeah, um, but uh, they're they're certainly giving him the rock.
0: I agree. It's obvious, um, but hey, the rest of the lineup, Buccaneers D. Wow, I mean, it's tough when both defenses can put up twenty plus points you know it's going to be a great matchup but man the buccaneers d able to outlast the bills defense by 6 points um that defense is for real brandon dude
1: they are good man they are really good um
0: that's that's both of them are stout. on I'm the year
1: i'm surprised the bills didn't get more points than they did i mean they only gave up 7 points um and new orleans had 10 points on 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 the uh, bucks so yeah, um,
0: this could very well be the top two defenses in the league, both to date uh, through two weeks. Bills thirty-seven points, and then the Buccaneers are uh, sitting at thirty-nine points. Wow, so, that's pretty strong for two weeks. Um, it's been—it's rare to find defenses. Let's back, trade but,
1: for the defenses, <laughs> know, right? It's <laughs> rare to
0: find defenses that can win you football games, uh, but these two teams—they uh, have that. So any team going up against them has to, has to factor that in. Like, all right, this defense is legit, um, and they're going to have to make up the points elsewhere on their team unless they have a comparable defense, which, like I said, there's not many others outside of the Bills and the Bucks putting up those kind of numbers. So, hey, kudos to both teams. It sucks for Jason. I know he was in the Messenger thread complaining about losing with 100-plus points. It happens, man. It sucks. You never want to see it. Um, but both of these teams are legit contenders. Jason will bounce back. Hopefully not this week because he's playing me. We'll get there later. Oh, he'll but,
1: bounce back. I mean, I'm oh, sorry. Sorry. You, I appreciate
0: that. Um, <laughs> let's move over to another game. Uh, Taylor's chubby baby sheep. Saban's intern. We kind of laughed this game off last week when we made our, uh, projections. Uh, but you know, Austin's team surprised me. They came out. Jalen Waddle has a big game. Um, but he has some flat spots through the lineup, but still was able to almost amass 100 points. Yeah. Was scary for, I mean, for a minute there, the projection was leaning Austin's way. Uh, but why don't you talk to us about what really went right for Tim's team?
1: Man, uh, Lamar Jackson went right. Um, <laughs> and, I mean, dude, he had a 75 yard run to the house. Um, I mean, he was killing it all day. He was pretty accurate, he didn't hurt. He didn't hurt their team, um, and then you look at the look at the line. He's pretty solid from top down, and the person who didn't play well for him, which you think would, was going to be JT Jonathan Taylor. Man, um, that was a shocker. But um, yeah,
0: if you could peel back you know a layer, peek into the future before this week ever started, and see that JT had six points, um, I would have guessed him would not have won the game. You know, oh, you, absolutely. you expect that guy to be a heavy hitter. Um, but, hey, the rest of his team picked up the slack. Nick Chubb, massive game out of this young man.
1: Yeah. And, dude, think about it. Kudos to 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 Tether Chubby Baby Sheep. The thing is, is that he put Allen Robinson in knowing how week one went. I probably wouldn't have done something like that. He might. I don't know where he's getting his intel, but that was pretty. That was a pretty bold move. Um, yeah,
0: because I'm playing Deonta Johnson. That that yeah, I yeah. Think we even mentioned that last week, or Jahan Dotson, which Jahan yeah. Dotson still he balled out. He he may have made a case to to crack his flex next week, knowing how AJ Dillon came out. Yeah, exactly. But, um, that'll be a decision he he has to make as this week goes on. Um, Austin's team. We're going to get to a different segment in a little bit to, to talk about one of his key players, but. Man, Derek Henry and Josh Jacobs, guys he needs to perform yep. two flat weeks in a row. Um, can we trust him going forward?
1: I don't know, man. I really don't know. I'm I'm kind of iffy on how Las Vegas is running their ship. Um, Josh McDaniels is a great offensive coordinator uh, when he had his time in, in Patriot land. But, dude, I just don't know, man. I don't understand the play calling sometimes. I mean, Jacobs has got – uh, skated the week before From Brandon Bolden Which is a Patriot um, In the touchdown <laughs> right. area um, lat, um, In week one And then just week two I mean he's he's kind of You know I mean he's got decent numbers But nothing that You know a keeper You would hope gets you You know And then Derek Henry uh, Which is I mean he He rushed himself back Late last year And came in In the playoffs To try to help him win some games, but, uh, I mean, he's got a shot next week against Las Vegas. I think there's a chance he can run over them. Uh, so we'll see. I think the tale will be what happens this weekend um, if he's if he's a stud or a dud. You know what I mean? No, I understand.
0: Marquise Brown, are we panicking on him yet?
1: Uh, getting close. Getting close. I mean, he had six receptions for 68 yards, which is not bad, but you would like to see a touchdown in there. Um, and I mean, he had a de- he had a flex, like a flex week one. So, um, there's bright spots. It's just, you would hope being the wide receiver one in that type of offense, that's going to score.
0: Uh, you would like to see a little bit more. Totally agree. Jalen Waddell coming out. big. Oh, both, both him and Tyreek Hill, which we'll get to Tyreek Hill in a second. When we go to the next recap, but man. Big game out of that guy. Um, if I'm looking at Austin's team, Drake London, he's making a case to be putting in the starting roster for sure, definitely over Marquise Brown, I think. Um, maybe oh, absolutely. Over, maybe even over Zeke, um, but we'll get to Zeke just a little bit. So, hey, let's move on. Got a couple more games to recap. Let's go. Let's go to um, Pit of Misery and Prison Mike's. Dementors.
1: Oh my man, pit of misery, Rodney. This is your team, man. Um, just give me your thoughts coming out of the week. Um, what are
0: you telling to your team? Like, what's what's your message? I'm telling to wake the freak up, man. This is unacceptable. The names on my team, they need to be coming out much stronger. Listen, Russell Wilson, breaking my heart. I know he's getting used to the offense. I don't know if it's Hackett's fault whose fault it's that it is, but this man is capable of more production than these first two weeks have shown. I got to get him started. Um, it's been frustrating. Leonard Fournette, just Tampa Bay in general struggled this week, even though they did get the win, their offense did not look great at all. They yeah. can thank their defense for that win. Um, Devonte Adams, two catches. Where did that come from after that week one performance? Who knows? Michael Pittman, Get some type of random practice injury to his quad, ends up being put on the bench for the game. So I'm forced to, to sub in Ashton Doolin. And, I mean, I fortunately, I made a good move benching Pitts and putting in Everett because he out he outperformed them. Juju, I took a gamble. I'm a sucker for Thursday night games. I just love to have some stake in the game um, when I'm watching it on Thursday night just to get the week started. I know you hate Thursday night games. Yeah. You, know, you might have could have balanced me out if we were still co-managing there. But exactly. I took a gamble on Juju, and it absolutely failed. Unfortunately, my other option was going to be Damian Harris in that spot. And he, he had a great game. So, I will be moving Harris back into my flex until Juju – Juju's not dropped still. Um, I still believe in him. But he just needs a little bit more time to gel with Pat, Mahomes. homes. Um, at the end of the day, my team could have had a great game, and I'll still – very well would have lost to, yeah. to him. Jake's team came out. and Props to him, man. We both projected myself to take the win here. Um, and I said Najee Harris was going to be the deciding factor last week. Little did I know um, he was going to have two of the best receivers of the week <laughs> go off in his starting roster. Dude, go off. Yeah, Tyreek Hill, Amon Ra. I mean, those. I was not a Tyreek Hill – supporter coming into the year I thought he was going to struggle with Tua um little did I know this would happen against Baltimore's team and man they just you really you can't do anything about it when two receivers put up 61 points against you yeah it's man kind when, of the writing on the wall right there
1: yeah man when they can almost beat you by
0: themselves
1: um Literally they just needed Najee Harris and them two and it would have took you out, man. I mean Yeah, um, he was
0: the third highest scoring team in the league this week. So he beat seven other teams that he that he would play this week. So Yeah. That's, that's always
1: kind of, nice to look at when you're looking at the entirety of the week. Like, hey, if I face this person, could I won? You know, um which is really nice. He could he could have said that quite a bit this week. So
0: Right. So If I ever wanted to shoot a blank, it'd be this week. Oh, my God. (laughs) You know, my guys can be flat on a week where I would have been frustrated. More so if I put up 110 points and still lost. Because last week I put up 109 and lost. Yeah. It's just fantasy football, man. It's just the the way that cookie crumbles sometimes. You take it on the chin, you move on. I do know that I have a team that can compete. I am fortunate to... What I think will be first waiver pickup because um, I, I really don't know that Austin will be picking anybody up on free agency. He didn't last week. I don't have any reason to believe he will this week. So, I'm hoping I get first crack because I, I got some moves that I'm trying to make and uh, bolster the lineup a little bit. I hear you, man. So, props to Jake's team, man. He uh, he has some heavy hitters that can go off at any minute. Yeah. Looking forward to seeing what that team can do the rest of the year. Final recap, and then we'll jump into a different segment here. Let's let's move over to Red Solo Cup run CMC. Tell us about the,
1: it. The shocker of this week was these two teams have tons of potential to get well over a hundred points. And this week they they actually score pretty low. They I mean the high score is eighty six point five eight, um, which would have been at the lower end of the, the spectrum this week in totality of the league, which is pretty wild. But they played each other, so that's not that bad. But you got Red Solo Cup with, with Josh Allen, Dalvin Cook, Clydes Edwards-Relaire Cup, um, Josh Palmer, uh, Schultz, Brown, Colts, and Hopkins uh, as the kicker. Um, and then you got Brady, McCaffrey, Gibson, Uh, Jefferson, Evans, Goddard, Mixon, Brown, and Carlson. And, dude, they just – they came flat this week, but um, Red Solo Cup had Josh Allen. That's always nice. And he had Cooper Cup. Who would have guessed? Cooper Cup. I mean, for real. The dude's like – he's a standard (laughs) PPR. It don't matter.
0: He's going to get you points. So – Yeah. So, it boiled down to three players – Pulling out the dub because it's really the only performers that he had um, Yep. the E.H., Allen, and Cooper Cup. They accounted for the majority of his points. And on Josh's side of the ball, Christian McCaffrey still having issues. Again, like we said last week, like you're never going to be mad at 12 points. Yeah. But he comes out this week and does it again. It only frustrates you when it's a guy that you're expecting 17 to 20 points out of. Yeah, understandably.
1: If he had a touchdown, he would have been fine. I mean, he had 15 rushes, 102 yards. I mean, he ran really good this week. He actually got touches that he didn't have last week. So, um, yeah. So yeah. So um, he's still he's still good. So I just sorry, I'm a Carolina guy, so I gotta at least rep my boy. But yeah, he did good this week, considering that you know. They slowed down the Giants. Slowed down Derrick Henry last week, the previous week.
0: So, um, he did bust some yep. good runs. And we did mention that last week on the podcast. We we talked about the Giants. They held they held Henry in check. So, if there's anybody that can slow him down, it'd be, you know, be the mm-hmm. Giants. You know, they they slow him down. So, um, definitely a poor performance out of JJ after that week one blow up. Bro, Darius Slay was on it last night. Yep, he's getting a lot of credit. That defensive line was stout. They were putting pressure on Kirk Cousins, but hey, Kirk Cousins was throwing some trash out there too.
1: Well, it's I mean, kind of easy to throw trash when your offensive line ain't giving you any time, you know?
0: <laughs> even when the offensive line wasn't pressuring him, though, his throws were off the mark. I give it to him. Overall, on the game script, like, they shook him up to the point where when they weren't even in his face, he just wasn't in a good rhythm
1: yeah yeah you're right
0: wasn't making good throws uh so i can't blame this all on justin jefferson nor give all the credit to darius slay but we have seen firsthand that you know jj can be stopped It does take a team effort but it can happen dude and josh needs a guy like that to perform um, because he's he's showing on his lineup that he's gonna have some guys that come out flat sometimes i mean tom brady scored nine points that's a Big turnaround from last year's numbers that Brady was throwing up, you know. But it is a different team right now. I mean, you don't have Chris Godwin; he's hurt again. Antonio Brown was there last year that was adding some pop. Um, Mike Evans is banged up. I mean, they're they're struggling to to keep their players healthy. Lenny goes in the game and he's he's got a bad hamstring, and I mean, doesn't really do much either. So, you know, I think he broke. An, I think Brady broke another tablet this game. So. Uh, yeah, I told you, though, last right
1: week – I told you last week, though, when Brady goes into New Orleans, it's just something about it. He has a rough game. Like, I don't know what it is. Like, when he goes into New Orleans, if you look at the stats since he's been in Tampa Bay, when he goes to New Orleans, it's trash. And um, so it, it's just – and then Mike Evans and Marshawn Lattimore just decide to, hey, I'm done with this. Let's just get kicked out together.
0: So, yeah. Evans maybe even be suspended next week for that. Uh, I hear he's appealing it. I don't know why you would appeal a one-game suspension and kick the can down the road. Just, I'm thinking, like, serve your time, move on. Yeah, I know.
1: Let's see if we can make the suspension worse. <laughs>
0: yeah. I'm going to appeal it, and then they're going to give him, you know, three games or something. That'll be yeah. That'll be Josh's luck, that's for sure. Oh, um, and he a track record of great teams recent, you know, in recent seasons that whether it be injury-related or suspension-related, whatever the case might be, like – just has not been able to win a championship with these great teams. So, Yep. And a shocker
1: from this week has been in Red Solo Cup for me is Dalvin Cook, man. 17 17 yards.
0: Yeah, that's a a head scratcher right there. Bro. Especially Um, considering such a great game that D-Swift has against Philly last week, you would think, you know, somebody of Dalvin Cook's caliber is going to come out and just have himself a day.
1: Yep,
0: And it just didn't happen. So great games all in all, some surprises in the mix as well. But, um, but greater days are ahead for myself, I'll say that, hopefully. So, hey, those are all the recaps for this week. Um, we've got a new segment we're going to head into before we do projections to close it out at the end of the podcast. Um, calling this segment Hold or Fold. This is where we're going to start taking one player from each team that has underperformed and we're going to determine if we should hit the panic button, kind of like a buy-sell category, and uh, do we hold on to those guys or do we fold, try to trade them, looking for something else? So we've went, asked every league or team owner um, to give us one candidate. If they didn't get to us personally, then you and I just picked one out from their team to talk about. Uh, I want to kick it off with a guy from my team, Kyle Pitts.
1: What? Kyle Pitts, no! Kyle Pitts is on
0: my hold or fold list right now. Not because of his name. Obviously, Kyle Pitts is a stud. Nobody's doubting the talent. Uh, but it's no surprise the offensive situation doesn't look good for him. Yeah. Arthur Smith was asked this week, right after the game, you know, why aren't you getting Kyle Pitts the ball anymore? Um, and he said, listen, we're trying to win football games. This isn't fantasy football. Ooh. And – Kind of made a statement there, like, I give two rips about getting that man the ball. Um Drake London's becoming a thing. You don't know if that's going to continually take – I mean, obviously, if targets are going to London, they can't be also going to pits. There's yeah. targets to go around, but Mariota only passed the ball like – gosh, it was – I got to look at the number, but it was like super low amount of pass attempts this past week. Yeah. So, my thought is – um, Kyle Pitts only got targeted three times this week. Three times. Right. Three That's times. insane. My thinking is like, yeah, it's Kyle Pitts, but I mean, I need a spark. I'm I'm 0-2. I need a spark on my team. That's a name that can garner some interest. Um, I think I'm I think I'm ready to fold on him, man. What would you do?
1: Wow. Um, man, I you know how I am with Pitts, man. I just think he's a once in generation talent. I just think it's just a matter of time until they realize, hey, if we give Pete, Pitts the ball, there's actually a chance we might actually win the game. Uh, just because, I mean, dude, he's nothing but a, one catch from an explosive play. Um, he's got the speed. He's got the talent. He's got the size. I mean, coming out of college, he was absolutely ridiculous. And for a tight end to be drafted top, I think it was top five. I think he was drafted fourth. A year ago, I mean, some ridiculous. Um, so he um, he's got the talent. I'm just thinking it, it might take the one more week for him to come alive. I mean, he's going against Seattle. Um, I think there's a shot he can actually do something.
0: So I put him uh, in the um, DK Metcalf category, um, and
1: and it might not. I don't think it's him. It might be his actual quarterback. So
0: yeah, um, that's where I'm at. Because the I, talent,
1: I, he's got the talent.
0: He's got the talent, just like DK does, uh, but it's just not a favorable situation this season. Got it. So, I think I'll fold. You're saying hold, um, and hopefully, this 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 whole segment can kind of get a trading block flowing again. You know, the power of the press. Yeah. If you hear it in the media, if you hear it on this podcast, it might put bugs in people's ears, get them thinking differently. You know. Yeah, absolutely, man. And maybe making some moves for some players. Uh, next player on the list from Mitchell's team, Rashad Penny. Dude, he was hot last year at
1: the end of last year, and it's just, he hasn't woke up yet. But also, I think they're trying to get this rookie, um, Kenneth Walker, um, some time, some love. Um, he might become a problem. So,
0: yeah, I agree. <laughs> I'm torn on Rashad Penny. I think the talent is undoubtedly there. You don't do the things he did last year, and it'd be a fluke. Yeah. However, I do think the emergence of Kenneth Walker is going to throw a wrench in his long-term success as a lead back for Seattle. Um, The quarterback situation doesn't help Rashad right out of the gate. Yeah. We thought about that with DK Metcalf, but – um, the offense is not going to be strong this year. It just—it's just the way it is. And if the everybody knows that watches football, if if you're not generating passing yards, then they're going to force you um, to beat them with the pass. That means they're stacking boxes. They know Rashad Penny can run the ball. They know Kenneth Walker can run the ball. So it doesn't matter who's really running the ball back there. I think at that side of their offense is going to have a hard time getting any kind of traction all season long. Yeah,
1: absolutely, 100%.
0: I'm folding on Rashad Penny.
1: I, I'm folding, too, just for the fact that um, I think – I really think this uh, Walker Cat's got something to say. Um, he's he's a, he's juice when he comes off the bench. Sure. Um, so – and you know how uh, Pete Carroll likes to do it. He's normally a committee guy by running back uh, for the most part, unless it's Chris Carson. If Chris Carson was back, He'd probably roll with him. But uh <laughs> but uh but for the most part, whoever's hot is who he rolls with. Um but uh I think I think Walker is gonna he's definitely gonna go into that timeshare, which always hurts running backs. Um, especially of his c- caliber. And Penny's got something close with us in our hearts because he actually helped us ride to a championship last year. So it's pretty hard to say.
0: Right, next guy on the list, um, Tom Brady. Run CMC, Tommy, Tommy boy. Uh, you did say New Orleans had his number this week. Um, yeah, it's not just this week. This this is two weeks in a row against Dallas. He put up ten points, and I'm not counting. The, I'm not. I'm just rounding down here. Yeah, uh, yeah. Ten points in Dallas, nine points in New Orleans. Both were away games, but you know that's never really been. You know a factor that hinders Tom Brady, whether he's home or away, you know, but it's two straight duds out of the young man. <laughs> I say young man, he's father time. So I feel like he's forever young, but he's, uh, he's struggling, man. He's struggling. But last year you're talking about, this is the number two fantasy quarterback in our league.
1: Yeah, man. Uh, so I heard today, I was watch. I was listening to something and one guy, uh, made a comment saying, um, why don't you just – like, he was being upset at all of his other players. But, I mean, he takes 11 days off and expects to come back and be, be the GOAT. But it might be hurting his team. And uh, the, guy, the guy said something really startling. He's like, he's trying to play being retired. Like, he's wanting to play but also be retired at the same time. Because what I've heard is actually he takes Wednesdays off for, like, a rest day. But most of the time, Wednesdays are installment days – for when you're wanting to get ready, geared up for the weekend, you know what I mean? Sure. So it's hurting. It's hurting them, um, but uh, Tom, Tom will figure it out. I think. I think he normally does. I think the biggest thing is his wide receiver group. If you can remember the last year he was in Patriot Land, he didn't have the greatest wide receiver core, and he sh- it showed. And then when he came to Tampa Bay, it was like a new guy showed up. Like, like, holy cow, where this guy was? Where was this guy last year? I think that's the case.
0: So, are you holding or folding on Tom Brady? Uh, I'm folding,
1: uh, but I, I will say if anybody can go from that folding to, to actually holding, it's Tom Brady.
0: Agreed. Um, I'm indifferent. But if there's one person in football that I've learned not to bet against as a Falcons fan, it's man, <laughs> Brady. It's Tom Brady himself. Still hurts,
1: huh? Still hurts.
0: The moment I say fold, he's going to go off. I say you hold on to him. You ride it out. Um, are you, you playing in next week? On your team no. that can carry the load for now. Uh, but, you know, he's got what I think are some really saucy matchups coming up. Um that can be shootouts that are going to force him to pass the ball and score. Um, well, I say shootouts. I see Kansas city coming up in a couple weeks. That's definitely going to be a shootout. Who knows what green Bay is going to do this week. They took a big step forward this week um, or in week two, but week three, who knows he Tom Brady's he's got a great defense going for him. Yeah. So that said, I think it's only a matter of time before – I mean, he's he's capitalizing on all these turnovers the defense is generating, and that offense really starts taking off. But he's going to need receivers. I mean, he doesn't have an Antonio Brown this year. Chris Godwin's going to be sidelined for a little bit. Um, you got other crusty old guys like Julio Jones. I mean, and he had a great game. But I just think a lot of these guys are going to be banged up a lot this season. He needs to get healthy receivers. Um, but if there's anything Tom Brady's good at, it's – it's making chicken salad, you know. I mean, he takes he takes nothing and makes something out of it. I'm holding Tom Brady. Okay. Got it. So moving on, we got uh Cam Akers on Jake's team. Tell me what you're thinking about Cam. Man, I'm
1: I'm folding on him, man. I just I think I think the biggest thing is that uh the the share with with um Henderson right now, it's a bit too high for me, for my liking, Uh, for us. I mean, it's not even a 50-50 right now. It's more like 60-40. I mean, it's he did better than he did the week prior, but still Henderson outperformed him. Um, And that's not what you want to see by your quote-unquote backup running back because starting the year, it seemed like Akers was going to be the starting running back. So,
0: um, I'm folding, man. What about you? I don't know. Um, he goes from three total touches in Buffalo to 17 touches against Atlanta. That's a massive improvement there. Yep. I, I'm not a big fan of Daryl Henderson's durability. I do think Cam Akers will have to be the guy by default at some point this season. Okay. Um, The Rams know how to rise to the occasion. They came out and got embarrassed against Buffalo. Um, They almost got embarrassed against the Falcons this week. I think McVay is going to get that defense in gear, which can only help the offense perform a little bit better. Um, I'm holding Cam Akers. Um, If I'm a team that's interested in getting them, I'm trying to buy them low. Uh, But if I'm Jake, Holding on to them, I think better days are ahead. Um, if there was ever a team you wanted to go off on, it's Atlanta because they're very vulnerable against the run against most teams. But um, Arizona has proven to be exploitable. They have a bunch of points tacked upon them two weeks in a row. I think Cam Makers has a breakout game this week. All right. That's a bold prediction, my man. Bold prediction. You heard it here first. Next up, Alan Lazard. From Red Solo Cup. Red Solo
1: Cup and Alan Lazard. He he did find the end zone last week and he's only been the number one guy for one week because last week he was out. Um, I'm gonna actually hold on to him um, just because I think I think he's got some some potential in this offense. He's shown some um some favor with uh, Rodgers. So he's been there before, kind of thing. Um, I just think it's a matter of time till they get into the groove. And, and cause, cause Rogers sometimes when he really gets going, he's, he's going to a guy. Um, and it just, it's just a matter of time before Rogers picks that guy. And Lazard has the most time with him. So it would just kind of make sense. It might just take a little time. So
0: I'm gonna hold. I'm gonna hold on, Lazard. Um, Here's the thing. Lazard, he uh, didn't even play week one. So, what we're seeing is a question mark at this point. Like, there's so many new pieces in Green Bay, and I feel like all of them are kind of like jostling for position. They're trying to be that number one guy for Aaron Rodgers. Um, and we've seen flashes out of guys like Dobbs and Watson. And, you know, Lazard gets a touchdown last week, but he ran the most routes out of anybody, but still only netted him three targets, which is a cause for concern in my mind. So even last year when, you know, Devontae Adams didn't play, he's injured in years past. Like Lazard is supposed to be the guy that steps up and has big games, and he's not always done that. I think Lazard is going to be kind of a stable presence for Rodgers, but I just don't see him being the guy that steps up and turns into a target monster, making big games happen week after week. So, as far as a starter on my fantasy team, I'm folding. Uh, I may hold them for, for flex value. depth, yeah. Might be good for a touchdown here and there. Uh, but I'm not starting them on my team. If that's what you're looking for out of them, I'm folding. Got it. Sounds good, man. Next up, Ramondre Stevenson with Jimmy – I want to start this one out just because I have Damian Harris. Um, I really didn't get the buzz. Uh, and I know people get their information from different from different folks. But I just didn't see a shift happening where Ramondre was the guy. Even closing out the year last year, um, yeah, there were some games where he had more touches than Damian Harris. But Damian Harris was just such a freak in the red zone. Yeah. Like, it was Undeniable, the guy knows how to put the ball in the end zone. And when you got a guy like that um, and you're in those situations, you're going to go back to him every time. So even if Ramondre was netting more touches, I still like Damian Harris as the fantasy producer in New England. And the first two weeks have proven that – I mean, well, the first week they were both flat. But uh, this week they give Damian Harris the ball a lot more. Um, Ramondre Stevenson has – really just a dud performance. He only scored five points this week. So yeah. I think I'm going to fold on Ramondre Stevenson. He might have a big game here and there, but on a week-to-week level, I'm giving it to Damian Harris. Uh,
1: man, I'm going to fold as well right with you. I just I just don't trust the backfield just because of Belichick. Like, sometimes, like, I feel like he rolls with the hot hand sometimes too. Um. But I do think Harris is a bit more consistent than uh, Ramondre Stevenson. But here's the thing about Stevenson, man he's got he's got the bolt. He's 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 um he's lightning in a bottle sometimes when he gets back there. But you just can't you can't really gauge that from a week to week basis. So uh,
0: for that reason, I'm a fold. Yeah, and like you said, he has a bolt. Five point two yards to carry this week. It was a dud by fantasy standards, but you know, on a yards per carry NFL standard, dude, he was killing it. 40 carries, 47 yards. It's great numbers, but you know, we're talking about fantasy production here. So, I'm out on Ramondre.
1: Yep. Agreed.
0: Next up, we got Jason's team. Let's talk about George Kittle. Hold or fold on George Kittle. We're talking about a man that hasn't even played this season yet. Um, history of injuries. It's. Already struck early on this year. I've talked to Jason about it. Um, He just – it's hard to hold on to a guy where you're worried week to week whether he's ever going to play.
1: Yeah, Kittle Brittle, man. I mean, that's his name, Uh, George Brittle. Uh, But the thing is, here's some upside to it. I would hold just because the deal is when he's playing, he's playing. Uh, Like, he's going to get you at least – some yardage and possibly a really good chance of touchdown. Um, and the good sign is he's getting his old man, Jimmy G back. So, um, I think, I think there's a lot of upside to him coming back. Um, I like him personally. I would, I would hold on the fella. I mean, he does, um, got Tyler Higby, which outperformed him this week. But again, I mean, he's on the bench, not playing. So, um, you you outperform people you don't play. So that don't play. So I would I would keep Kittle. I still think he's gonna eventually he's gonna outperform most guys week to week basis when he's healthy. So and he's got uh Garoppolo back uh in the saddle. So I think it's just a matter of time before uh Kittle uh rises back to the top.
0: Yeah I'm um mm. That's a tough one for me. I hate guys that you can't rely on injury-wise. Kittle, his name brings a lot of value itself. You're always drafting him early. You want him on your team as a tight end, but I just don't think he's in that upper echelon of tight ends anymore. I think this boils down to what someone will offer me for him. Um, the price is right. I'd let him go. Uh, okay. But it's, he's kind of in the same category I feel about Pitts. Um unless someone's willing to give me what I deem is good value, then I would rather risk keeping him on my team, knowing what he can do than giving him up for the bench player that might not crack my starting lineup. You know what I mean? Got it. I I think it would boil down to what's somebody going to offer me for him. Um, But I'm kind of, kind of in the middle on George Kittle. Didn't mean to make that rhyme. Ah. But did. Um I'm I'm neither hold nor fold on him. I'm I'm right on the fence with Kittle. It would all depend on what someone offered me. Okay. So So, I don't know if that's I mean we're making our own rules on this. So I'm I'm or how about that?
1: Okay, so we're making a new segment. Got it. So it's got hold
0: or fold. I'm a war. I'm right in the middle. Oh you're you're
1: or okay. Yeah
0: I'm or so, moving on, we got your team. You got, this is interesting to me, man. Austin Eckler is your hold or fold candidate.
1: Yeah, man. Um, I, I've got to – like I've told you before, i got to have a mindset that this is a long haul because I've never been in a keeper league. So – but I've always – every year I try to go for a championship. Like, I mean, if you're not winning, then what are you really doing? So, um <laughs> – so I mean I, I'm holding on to Eckler. I'm gonna hold him. Uh, now if someone comes to me with the right price, he may he's shoppable, um for sure, um at this moment. Um, but yeah, Eckler is right now a hold, but I just I just think there's like there's gonna be one game this probably this week where he just goes off for three touchdowns. It's just one of those things where it's like, oh, so now he decides to play. So but um but it's, it's, it's telling the way they're playing him. I mean, he's only got 14 touches. He's been pretty consistent, 14 touches the past two weeks. But last week he did get more uh, targets than he did the week prior. Um, but it's still, it's still a concern. I mean, he's averaging 8.3 yards. I mean, 8.3 points, which is concerning for your, you know, keeper running back. So, I'm going to hold him, though. I'm going to hold him. What do you think?
0: I'm all in on Eckler, man. I would hold on to him. Um, you, you don't do the things he's done these last two seasons in fantasy football. Uh, if you don't have the goods, I mean, this guy's the real deal. He's had a couple of tough games out of the gates. Um, chalk it up, chalk it up to matchup, I guess. And I haven't even really researched where those defenses stand. I mean, I know Kansas City is just going to. Score at will and make you pass the ball. Yeah. Um, so maybe that was a little bit of that, but um, I just I'm all in on Eckler. I believe in his talent. I think it's just a matter of time before he turns the thing around. Um, if I'm somebody that has the the weapons to trade, I'm trying to buy him from you. Yeah. Since, you, since you're saying he's shoppable.
1: Yeah. He, yeah. He's shoppable. Uh, yeah.
0: But I would hold. Got it. Sounds good, man. Solid advice. We got uh, Tim, one of the managers that didn't get us a name, but looking through his roster, um, listen, Holder Fold is all about um, guys that have underperformed that should be performing well but aren't certainties. You know, like I'm not going to put Derek Henry in a Holder Fold. It's Derek freaking Henry. You know what I mean? Like I kind of feel that way about Austin Eckler, but just saying – You know, if you know the guys got the sauce, like the man in the name carries, you know, and he's got the pedigree, like I'm not gonna put him in holder fold, but like see a guy on Tim's team, like C.D. Lamb coming in as a really high uh, ADP, people taking him, even keeping him. He was a keeper in our league this year. Um, And if he wasn't in other leagues, people draft him in the first round, you know? Yeah. Uh, Or second round at worst. Uh, this guy came into the season, and you're expecting big things, especially without Amari Cooper there. And listen, I know they don't have Dak right now, and it's going to be a little while without Dak. Uh, but even when Dak did play the majority of that first game, after that first drive, couldn't really get anything going with the guy.
1: Yeah, man, um, it was it was uh, tough. He looked better with Cooper Rush um, last week, but um, it's he's been a question mark. He's He's had those hot takes where it's like, "Oh, this is the year. This is the year." Like last year, they're like, "Oh, this is the year. Cooper's gonna take double teams. He's got it. This is his lightning bolt year." And it, it was still like luster, considering the talent, because he's definitely got the talent. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna pull this one. I'm gonna go on. I'm the ore. I'm the ore in this situation. Um, I'm really okay. on, the, just because. Uh, I don't know. Like, yeah, I'm on the ore. I really don't know how to de- de- describe it. It's just I'm on the fence for sure.
0: Yeah, I think looking at his team, he's got an Allen Robinson. He's got a Cortland Sutton. Um, he's got pieces that he can move around. Jahan Dotson. Yeah. Um, if I got somebody offering me something for CD Lamb, am unfolding. Uh, it, I mean, the offense doesn't look extremely favorable this year. Um, I could flip him if somebody believed in the name. Obviously, look, you're going to come to the end of the year. Dak's going to be back. And he's going to be a, a good candidate as a keeper. So you got to factor that into the equation. Um, but he's got other pieces to make this season happen and not really sting him too much. I would fold if I'm Tim on CD Lamb. Got it. He's got a ton of value, I think, just by his name. He might could net someone that could produce better for him this year if somebody wanted to take a gamble on him and definitely have a keeper going into the next season. Sounds good, man. And last but uh, not least, Austin Turner going through his lineup. There's several that could have made this list, but felt like Ezekiel Elliott was the best name for Holderfold.
1: Okay. Zeke, man. Yeah, he's um <laughs> Hey, if you look at his numbers, he's consistent. Uh, four point nine and four point nine. But uh, you really want that. Um, you want that better game out of your, you know, top running back, especially Zeke. A name like Zeke, he's been league winners for a lot of people um, in years past. Um, I'm, I'm a, I'm at the point where I'm, I'm folding, just because of the fact I think Tony Pollard. Um, has the juice um he's he's the corn if you've heard the 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 video yet about it's corn it has the juice you know he's got the juice tony (laughs) Parler has the juice so um i think it's just a matter of time till jerry
0: jones finally is like
1: okay i understand um so yeah i'm i'm folding
0: i'm with you man i'm folding on zeke had him last year on our team we saw what Tony Pollard was capable of. Um, two seasons ago, uh, before you were in the league, Tony Pollard beat me in the face in a week that Zeke was out, knocked me out of the playoff picture. It was frustrating. But moving into last year, yes, had some good games, but Pollard, when given the touches, was phenomenal. And anyone from an outside Jerry Jones perspective, um, could see that dude Pollard needs to be your guy, but I know they're paying yeah. a crap ton of money. Um, when I got a guy like Pollard on my team, if I'm an NFL manager, like it is a no brainer to me who needs to be getting the majority of the touches. Yeah, he's so much more explosive. I know they're using Pollard in, sev- in several different ways. They're running him out of the slot a lot like that, but um, I think this is Pollard's team moving forward into next season. Um, so I just don't see Zeke having much more value at all as a fantasy consistent contributor. I'm folding on Zeke, man. Yeah, absolutely. I totally agree.
1: 100%. And it doesn't,
0: it doesn't help that they're going to be playing from behind a lot with, without Dak, And, uh, that's just going to make things even harder. It's going to force Zeke out of the game script more games than not. Pollard's going to be the guy that's the pass catcher. Yep. And, you know, it kind of showed this past week that way we probably had a big day. So he did, you showed up. So, Hey, um, we're going to close up with really real quick projections. Moving yeah. Real quick. Next week. We got week three coming up real fast Games starting on Thursday night, obviously, as they always do. Um, let's, let's start. My games first up on the docket pit of misery, Las Vegas, Wolfpack, Tell me what you're thinking?
1: Okay. So I'm thinking, um, I'm hoping that my man, Ronnie, comes out of the pit this week um, and start. Be, sir. Uh, yeah, I know. Um, so, um, I really like if, if Adams and Pittman play, if Pittman plays, I like your chances. Uh, if Pittman doesn't, don't play, I don't like your chances. Um, so, it all hinges on his play. So, um, I'm almost what? where the projections are. I'm down the middle. But I'm leaning toward uh, your team because I think uh, Russell Wilson against San Fran, he knows San Fran very well. Mm-hmm. Um, so, <clears throat> I think, I think uh, pit of
0: misery is going to take the dub this week. Interesting. I have seemed uh, to kind of jinx a lot of teams this year so far with my guessage. So, I'm going to do a little reverse psychology here. I'm going to bet against myself. <laughs> okay. Because it's in that situation when I bet against myself when I actually prove myself wrong and win a game. So there you go. <clears throat> that's what I'm going to pull for. True um, Not to mention Jason's team. I said it last week. I'll say it again this week. They're solid. Going to be uh, flirting with triple digits most weeks, barring any kind of weird game script or injuries. Um, he does get Kamara and Judy, is questionable. Those are going to be um, necessary pieces um, for him to be back up in that triple-digit tier again. Yeah. Um, but I like his team. I like what they've been able to do. Herbert, obviously a machine. Um, I'm going to go Jason this week. Sounds good, man. Moving on. Saban's intern, Thexual Thielen. Is it even a question?
1: Dude, I'm going for Thielen. Um,
0: hey, projection, Shay. <laughs> Lord help me. Projections. <laughs> Uh, tell us that it actually is um, Austin's game to lose. He's projected for ninety-eight-seven. Mitchell ninety-five-one. Well, I mean, when you look at when you look at Saban
1: interns, he's got the backs. He's got the running backs, and <clears throat> Watt, I don't think Waddle's going to have the same game he had against uh, Baltimore as he's going to have against Buffalo. So. And I do think Diggs will have a decent day against Miami just because of the, the quarterback factor. So I, I still think uh, Texas with Thielen will go 3 0. Um, I think they'll win.
0: Yeah, um, top to
1: bottom. And Kelsey's a, a cheat code in its own right. So mm.
0: Sure. I, um, man, I think he needs to replace Marquise Brown. Maybe put Drake London, if Keenan Allen plays, which I don't think he will, uh, put Keenan Allen in there. But Drake London or Keenan Allen need to go in the spot where Marquise Brown is. Yeah. Um, Zeke, I don't think, is doing a thing against the Giants. They've bottled up two great running backs to this point. So he's out of the equation. Um, I will go I – think, I think I'm going to go Austin to get his first double of the season. No, Okay. Yeah, it's bold, bold strategy. We'll see if it pays off, Cotton.
1: All right, bold man,
0: bold. I do think it, it's a close game though. We're not chalk yet. We're not chalk yet. Nope. All right, prison Mike's dementors run CMC. Um, I like. Uh, the
1: projections have uh, prison Mike dementors actually winning this week. Um, that's with not-
0: that's with Evan suspended. He hasn't replaced him yet.
1: Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. That's true. Yeah, he he'll jump up when he. Puts Gabe Davis in. You know what I mean, for sure. Hey, oh, um. So, um, I actually like mm. um, run CMC. I just think they're stacked from top to bottom. Um, I think they got a lot of good pieces. Um, and oh, Damian Pierce is in the starting lineup this week. Okay, um, but I think he's got a lot of good players. Um, and I just think that it's it's a lot to overcome. Um, Najee Harris, he's iffy. You know, I don't know if he's gonna feel as good as he wants to feel by Thursday. I mean, it's a quick turnaround. Um, so, um, but <laughs> if anybody can do it, it's Tyreek Hill and Amon St. Brown. Uh, so, but I, tell me about it. Yeah, but I like, I think it's a wash with the wide receivers at the moment until Evans goes out. Evans goes out, I think he's got a lift there. But actually, I think I'm going to run with uh, <laughs> run with CMC.
0: Yeah, I'm with you on that one. I think run CMC takes this one. <clears throat> now, you'd think I would have learned my lesson by now uh, because you, it really feels like I should never bet against Jacob's team again for what they did to me this week. Yeah, exactly. It's embarrassing. Uh, but I'm looking at matchups here. Um, Najee against Cleveland, their defense is stout. I think – I'm pretty confident Buffalo is is going to be able to stop Miami because they've just looked dominant all season. Yeah,
1: they really have. Uh,
0: so that'll neutral- well, that's going to be
1: a good game to look forward to.
0: Yeah, it's going to be a great game. I'm excited about it, but I do think Buffalo can can really put some pressure on Tyreek and uh, and Tua. So I think that neutralizes him. Um, L A has gotten the best of both tight ends they played this year. So Zach Ertz I think, is a wash. And um, Dave Montgomery going up against Houston. Chicago's just been struggling, man, Um, although Monty has been decent. um, I just don't think, you know, Monty's going to win you the game. So it might be a better matchup compared to what you you got elsewhere, but I don't think he's going to win the game for you. And, uh, you know, Jeff Wilson, who knows? I thought he would blow up this past week. Only comes out with just a handful of points. Um it wasn't bad performance, but it wasn't like amazing. Um I think I think Josh has a bounce back week. Um Justin Jefferson clearly can he's gonna have something to prove coming back into this week. So I'm gonna give it a run C M C.
1: All right, sounds good. Sounds good. Where are we going next?
0: Barkley's brawlers, Ritzel look up.
1: All right, sounds good. Uh so on this one, is 98.5 <laughs> for Barkley's Brawlers, and Red Solo Cup is 88.9, but he's, he don't have his defense or his kicker in. Um, I think there might be something suspicious with that. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, Buckner's on he, – he might not play this week. Um, or did he – yeah, he might not play this week, um, depending on um, his ankle. So, uh, in the defense, I'm not quite sure. He might even go without a defense. I mean, he's, sure. he's got a pretty good team. Um, but um, I like I like Barkley's brawlers. Um, I like uh, mm-hmm. Saquon Barkley against Dallas. He notoriously always does pretty decent against Dallas, unless he has a freak injury like he did last year. Um, with the guy stepping on his ankle in an awkward way and – but uh I think I like I like uh Barkley's brawlers this week.
0: Oh man. Um mm, it's tough to bet against Casey.
1: Well, I mean you got Debo, I think he's gonna come to life with, with um Garoppolo. Um then you got Curtis Samuel, dude, he's been a bright spot in, in Washington, so um I yeah. just I just like Barkley's brawlers. Oh, and Rashad Bateman on the bench, holy cow! Ooh. He needs to go. Some he needs to be in the lineup.
0: I man, you gonna start him over? I mean, Curtis has been great. Mike Williams, obviously great. Debo, great. Dude, he, he's got some good depth. Um, I, obviously Pat Mahomes is the best, if not. I mean, he's gonna rival Josh Allen as dude. Ain't
1: Christian Kirk? Holy cow, man!
0: So yeah, he's he's got a stout team. Um. Yeah, I think I'm gonna go with you. Um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Brawlers.
1: Yeah, man. Bring
0: Solo Cup back down to this earth with the rest of us peons. That's what I'm hoping happens. Yeah, there we go, man. All right, Marface, this is your game versus uh, Tim and Taylor's chubby baby sheep. Yep. Oh man, this is gonna be a barn burner. Um, just in the fact that I think it'll be really close. Both quarterbacks. I mean. The best dual threats in the game right now.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Um, I mean, they proved it last week. I mean, both these quarterbacks combined for about eighty points standard last week. That's insane. That's pretty ridiculous. So, I mean, you guys just down the lineup, you got cats that can go tit for tat, toe to toe. <laughs> I would struggle betting on Jalen over Lamar. Um, that's going to be it's going to be a great matchup. Eckler can hang with Nick Chubb. Although at this point in the season Chubb's got the advantage. Yeah. <clears throat> but Taylor, Taylor's gonna be a game changer for you. Uh, but you definitely got a receiver that is due for a massive game. Yeah,
1: he's due for it. And he's going against the, the New York Jets, which
0: I'm saucy, man. That's a that's a great matchup on paper.
1: Yep. So
0: so um you guys both got Dudes that can throw haymakers. Um, I bet against you last week, and it um, it did not bode well for me. So I'm gonna I'm gonna be um, I'm gonna be for you this week. I, I'm gonna pull i pull Marface for the win this week. Okay. Well, um,
1: I like I like my <coughs> I like I like my guys. Um, obviously, I'm trying not to be biased here. Um, I'm just hoping Jonathan Taylor don't go off. Well, there's a really good chance against (laughs) KC.
0: Well, the way Matt Ryan is playing, is a good chance that KC leaves him in the dust of the game.
1: No, that's very true. Very true. They they got
0: blanked by the Jags. Man, come on. Yeah. Um,
1: I actually like my chances as long as uh, Lamar Jackson don't go up for forty again uh, this coming up week, uh, because Hertz only did thirty. Um so that would have been like a 9 point swing. So uh, <laughs> no but um I'm probably going to roll with my team. Uh I like I like my team better from top to bottom. I think I got a few more matchups I like better than his. Um like just straight football wise, not fantasy wise. Um so cuz DJ Moore normally has a good game in in um in New Orleans. Against New Orleans, career-wise, he's been really well. Um, and then Mark Andrews—I mean, come on—he's probably going to have that ten-point game. So uh, at least, so I like my chances there in some spots. Um, and I think I'll pick up the slack from Taylor doing what Taylor does. Right. So um, I like my chances. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go uh, another win in the W column. So
0: love it. Well. That wraps it up for the week, man. Um, we do got a lot of trade rumors coming out um, these past couple of days. If any of those gain some traction, we'll definitely be talking on talking about those next week. Hey, big news, next week's podcast, we're going to have the league manager of the whole thing, Josh Sweat's is going to be joining us on the podcast. So we're excited about that. You guys need to be tuning in for it. Still got to figure out how to make that happen. We can definitely make that happen, though, right? Oh, Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, 100 So, um, excited about getting guests on here week after week. But he's going to kick us off being our first guest. Um, talk to us a little bit about the league history, what he's thinking around, um, how teams are doing. He's going to jump in with us on the projections and the recaps and all that stuff. So, be with us the whole time. Looking forward to it. Uh, until next week, guys, good luck on game day, kicking off Thursday and on Sunday. Uh, we'll talk to you next week. Yeah, man, have a great week.